Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. This episode of the Diversity at Work podcast is brought to you by Ambitious Every Day. It is like having your very own leadership coach in the form of a journal to help you focus and take action towards your goals. It is the exact same process that I take all of my coaching clients through turned into a journal. If you're wondering what it's like to work with a leadership coach, this is the best way to try it out. It is only $30 and it absolutely works. So you can get yours on my website. It is ambitiontheory.ca. Hi, it's Andrea Jansen here and welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I am going to open the curtain and share with you a little bit about what is going on in my business. And the reason I'm doing this is because over the past couple weeks, I've had a lot of people read my very first Forbes article. It is called Women Stop Asking for Career Advice and Do This Instead. I also did a podcast about it. It is episode 29, so you can go back and listen to that. But this idea of sponsorship, this idea of giving opportunities to women and instead of giving advice has really started to resonate with a lot of people. So this idea has been resonating with men, male, senior leaders who are like, what can I do? How can I not fall into these gender stereotypes at work and women who were like, yes, how do I open the doors for other women? How do I get doors open for myself? And specifically for entrepreneurs, they've been asking me, how does this work for me? How does this work in small business? Because most of the research and how this concept really has come to light, how people talk about it is in larger organizations in how you leverage relationships in order to get ahead, in order to bring business in, in order to move forward. And that's really where the research has focused. But I'm going to share with you today how this has been showing up in my business and how I've been able to use sponsorship and embrace this concept and take my business from a place where, to be honest, we were struggling to get clients. And now we're at a place where we've had some big wins in big corporate and we're at a place now where we're investing in systems so that we can scale and we can serve even more clients. And the one strategy that I think was a game changer in my business was really embracing sponsorship and walking the talk on the things that I teach my clients to do and how to leverage relationships in a really authentic way so that it doesn't feel slimy or icky or salesy it can be fun, it can be rewarding, and it's really a win for everybody. So I want to take you a little bit back and bring you up to speed on kind of my original dream for this business. And as I started working with more women and really learning more about the gender gap, the the dream for me was always about helping big companies get more women into leadership. That was something that was motivating for me. That was something that I felt like would have a bigger impact than me focusing on one woman at a time. So that was kind of my big dream. And I did at the beginning get a lot of women who were interested in what I was talking about and who wanted to take my programs. 
but I had a very, very hard time getting companies to buy in. So this idea that a big company would say, yes, we want more women into leadership. You have a tool, you have a program that can help us do that. We are going to buy into this and we're going to put our people through your program. I, I was having a lot of trouble in that space. So people were taking my programs. Some of them were getting their companies to pay, but to be honest, a lot of them were just paying out of their own pockets because they knew they saw their own potential. They wanted to get into leadership. They wanted to understand this a bit more and it wasn't available in their company right away. So they would sign up for my programs, which was amazing. So thank you to everybody who took a chance in the early days, signed up and did one of my programs. But as I started to try to get more corporate clients to get the, get into, get into bigger companies and get these companies to kind of buy into this idea that they can take action, they can do something in their own company to accelerate women into leadership positions. I got a lot of no's, like it was pretty crazy. So many people would say no to me. Um, And there's a lot of different reasons. I'm not gonna go into those details right now. Uh, But one, another no that I got from a lot of people was, I got some yeses and people would say, yeah, give me a proposal. And I'd be like, great, amazing. Okay, now I need to figure out how to make a corporate proposal. And I'd put in all this time and energy putting a proposal together for this company and I'd send it in and I would hear nothing, nothing, like not even a no. And that I think was even more frustrating for me than hearing people say no to my face. People asking for a proposal and then not getting back to me and telling me that it was a no. What I was doing, doing it just it wasn't working I was either getting a no or I was getting a yes for a proposal and then nobody would ever follow up with me and then I had this epiphany moment and I realized the people that I was talking to in the organization were not the decision makers so these people that were saying no to me it's not that they were saying no to the concept they were saying no I am not the person that has authority to make this decision. And the people that said, yes, give me a proposal, I I still haven't talked to them. So many of these people have never gotten back to me. So I don't know what they were thinking, but maybe I can only guess that they were scared to say no to me or maybe they liked what I was talking about and they didn't want to say, no, I am not the decision maker. And they didn't really know me well enough to step up and open the door for me to access the decision maker. So I think that was going on. So I needed to figure out a way to access these decision makers because the way I was going about it at the beginning wasn't working and it was hard. So then I tried to connect with very senior people because you know that's where decisions are made in organizations or made at the top of organizations. But the problem for me was I didn't have a lot of these people in my current network I didn't know a lot of VPs and CEOs and I had to figure out how I was going to have access to these people because those are the kind of people that can make these kind of decisions to invest in a diversity strategy, invest in accelerating women into leadership. So I needed to get in front of these kind of people, but I didn't know how to do that. And... Then something really amazing happened. So remember I told you about those women who signed up 
for my programs in the very early days who were so motivated to take action and do something, invest in themselves, that they actually paid out of their own pockets to take my coaching program. And what happened with these people, because I teach them about sponsorship and I help them implement it for themselves in their company. So they started living and breathing this concept this idea of opening doors for other people and leveraging relationships to get doors open for themselves. And also this idea of focusing on the opportunity and not falling into the trap of giving advice, just going out for coffee, talking to people. It's really about how can I move this forward? How can we take action? How can we get work towards an outcome from this? And then these people actually were able to connect me with the decision makers in their companies. And that is where the magic really started to happen. And this is literally how my business went from struggling to get clients and fill the programs to a place where we're now scaling and looking for ways that we can serve our clients at a high level and serve more of them at the same time. So that is kind of how I was able to really take this concept and apply it in my own business as a very small business as an entrepreneur. So I wanna teach you guys right now how you can do this, whether you are a big decision maker, whether you are working in a big company or whether you are an entrepreneur. So for sponsorship to really work, here is the thing. Both people in the relationship, so the senior person would be called the sponsor, the junior person would be called the protege, both of these people need to have skin in the game. They both have to be invested in the outcome. And one thing I want you to understand is that before anybody can open the door for me, the thing that I need to do as an entrepreneur, I need to show them that I can deliver. So this is how it played out for me. So these people, they took my program, they got results, and then at that point, they were confident introducing me to a decision maker in my company. If I just called them up out of the blue and said, will you open the door to this senior person in your company? At that point, maybe I hadn't shown them what I was capable of or what I could deliver. So they weren't confident putting their reputation on the line for me. So I think if we go back, that was the reason why I got so many no's. And that is also why I had so many people ask for proposals and then not follow up because they weren't comfortable going ahead to the decision maker and presenting it, but they weren't comfortable actually letting me know that. So that's kind of where I got stuck. Um, the second thing that needs to be important, it needs to be win-win. So for people to take a risk and open a door for me, there needs to be something in it for them. So usually for the people that took my programs, and it is usually that they can see the potential of having more diversity at their company, or they can see the benefits of having more women in leadership that's gonna bring to the big picture. So it's gonna make their company better, it's gonna make their company more profitable, it's gonna make a better work culture for them, but also for the people that they work with. So that's kind of what's in it for them. And so I wanna give you another example that's not just people that have taken my coaching program. So last year, I did a workshop for a company and their office wasn't big enough to have all people in there at one time. And their professional association that this company was a member of was down the street and they had a brand new training room so they decided to do the workshop there. So for me, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm hustling, I'm trying to grow my business. I thought before I even showed up to do the workshop 
wouldn't it be great if I could connect with someone at this professional association? Because maybe there's an opportunity there that we could work together. And I thought that already, but then it was time to do the workshop. And so there's a senior leader from this company that is also on the board of this professional association. They came to the workshop to introduce me and it was a guy and it was a women's workshop. So it was a little bit awkward, but I said, you know what, why don't you stay? Because I want you to learn about this because the gender gap is something that nobody really talks about at work. And I'm going to talk about some numbers. I think it's important that you stay, just stay for the first kind of 15 minutes and you'll learn. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot. So that was my opportunity to prove that I could deliver. I invited him to stay. I said, it sh let me show you what I'm capable of, what I can deliver. So I invited him to see that opportunity. And I think he liked it because he ended up staying for over an hour. He was getting value. So I could see that he was excited. I could tell that he was learning. And at the break, it was interesting. He comes up to me with two people who I had never seen who weren't part of the workshop and said, Andrea, I want to introduce you to these people. They're in charge of training for the professional association. And I think we need to do this for the whole industry. So that opened the door for me to work with this professional association and do a workshop with them a couple months later, which was really awesome. And that is what sponsorship has been looking like for me lately. It's not as complicated as if it was in a bigger if I was inside a big organization, but it's really about me receiving an opportunity instead of receiving advice. Because the alternative could have been that I wanted to make this connection, I asked the person, and they could just give me the name. They're, they didn't really have to physically make that connection, physically introduce me, but because they did, it made it a lot easier for me to move forward and for things to happen. And this actually wasn't super straightforward. Actually, this person actually had to step up again for me because as we were kind of figuring out with the professional association, how we were going to move forward, if we were going to do it, how many people we were going to expect, there was some doubt that came up on their end. They weren't sure if we get a good turnout. They weren't sure if the numbers were going to work out, if it was going to be, if they're going to be able to move forward. And what happened is this person actually went on a limb for me again and kind of reinforced the value that they believe that I could deliver and so helped to move this forward. And what happened was we, I did a one day workshop there. It was really popular. Originally they thought 25 people would come. We ended up having 68 and having to turn people away because the room just wasn't big enough and everybody had a really fantastic experience. So much so that I got some feedback later on that people were actually calling the president of the professional association saying that they were so thankful that they were able to give this experience to their employees. So that is really how, in a nutshell, I've been able to land some big clients and work some big with some big organizations as a really, really small business. So it's really about leveraging those relationships, moving forward, making it win-win. And I wanna be really clear, it's not a transactional relationships, it's really about recognizing the potential in other people and helping them and recognizing that you have power to open doors for people and just doing it. It's not about analyzing it, it's not about waiting to see, are they gonna pay me back? Because at the end of the day, 
It feels great to help someone. And if somebody else is successful and you are a part of that, it's pretty amazing. The other thing to think about when thinking about giving opportunities versus giving advice to women or people of color in the business world today, there is, it's not equal. So women and people of color typically get less opportunities. So if you have this opportunity to lift one of those people up, it literally supports the cause towards equality, towards making the workplace somewhere where everybody can thrive and there are equal opportunities for everybody. So there's really no downside to giving someone an opportunity, leveraging the social capital that you have and helping somebody else because it's really, to be honest, at the end of the day, how decisions are made in organizations and it's actually really fun. It can actually be really fun to help other people out. So one thing I do want to address though is the risk. So when you are sponsoring somebody, not mentoring them and giving them advice, so if you give somebody advice, there's really no risk because the onus is on them to take action and implement it. And if they implement it or if they don't implement it, it's really on them. And the outcome of that advice is you don't actually really have any skin in the game. So the important thing to really understand in a sponsorship relationship it involves risk. So in this situation, in this situation where I was able to work with this professional association, there was a big risk involved. So the first risk was the person that made that recommendation. So they were saying, we want to do this. And there's a risk because they're putting their reputation on the line and aligning it with mine. So if I showed up and I didn't deliver as expected, it would look bad on that person that opened the door for me. So that's the first piece of risk. The second risk on my part was that what if they were right? What if these doubts that they had that people were gonna show up were true? What if this person put their reputation on the line for me and things didn't work out? I need to kind of step up and repair that relationship. So there's a risk on both sides, but the risk is bigger for the senior person, for the person opening up that door. So now I want to talk about small businesses because the person that actually asked this question is a small business. So how do we leverage this concept in small businesses working with other small businesses? Because I have to say in the small business community, especially female owned businesses, there is a lot of going out for coffee and giving advice. So there's lots of opportunities to meet people for coffee. People ask me all the time. And it's really easy to fall down the advice trap. You go out and you talk and then you leave that meeting with all these ideas, all these things that you want to apply in your career, in your business, but you don't know how to do it because nobody's stepped up and giving you that opportunity to apply it. The onus to take action is strictly on you. So going out for coffee and just talking about things is actually not really doing anybody any favor. So to leverage this concept of sponsorship, I have been very aware of this over the past probably six months. And I want to give you some examples of how it's showing up for me and my interactions in the small business community. So I am a member of Volta, which is a tech startup co-working space community in Halifax. 
and they have regular lunch and learns where people can come and speak, there's lunch. So it's an opportunity for small business owners or any business, big businesses do that as well. So for any business to come in, teach a class and talk a little bit about their business. So it's a great way to get your name out there, get get people an opportunity to kind of see what you do for a relatively low cost. I think it's free if you're a member, $10 if you're not. So I had an opportunity to do one of these and my friend Kara came and she said, Andrea, I would like to do one of these lunch and learn sessions. How do I arrange this? And she had kind of tried before. She'd asked some people, but she, she the answer, the way wasn't clear. Volta is getting bigger, so it's not always clear kind of who you need to talk to. And so the simple thing that I did was I sent an email to the person that helps me organize my lunch and learn. And I said, Kara is amazing. She's a social media manager. She has lots to teach people. She could add a lot of value to this community. Can you help her? Can can you help her figure out how to do a lunch and learn? And she connected with them and was able to make it happen. And the cool thing about this was, and this wasn't a lot of work on my end. I showed up at her lunch and learn and there was over a hundred people there. And the people at Volta said that was the biggest lunch and learn they had ever had. And so I knew Kara was good. I knew she could deliver. So I felt very confident putting my reputation in line with hers. So I was able to do that. But then what it does for me, it just kind of elevates my reputation is that Andrea is connected with quality people. And Andrea said that this person could deliver and then this person actually ended up delivering. So that's kind of how it works. And the other beautiful thing about that was I showed up and I saw how many people that were there and I had this opportunity quickly in that moment for maybe a minute to celebrate with Kara that she is getting all this exposure, that all these people showed up to learn from her. So that is the benefits of using your social capital and opening the door instead of giving the advice. Because it would have been easy for me to just say, Kara, this is the person's name, or you go to the website and you can fill out the form to to present at a lunch and learn. So that would be mentorship, which is giving advice, is just telling her how I did it. Um, But the sponsorship spin on it is actually opening the door, connecting with the decision maker, and kind of letting them know that, care is going to be amazing. So the second example is Tanya and I met her a couple months ago and she has a podcast. It's called Beyond Our Borders and we had met for coffee and she kept wanting to connect and learn more about what I was doing and she had this podcast and so instead of meeting for another coffee she said why don't we do a podcast. So it was this opportunity for us to put our relationships together. So she took a risk and she put my voice on her podcast. She let me be interviewed. So she is aligning her reputation with mine. So instead of us just going out for coffee, talking about small business, she took a chance and she put me on the podcast. So that is kind of a simple thing that you can do. The next example I wanna share with you is about Steve. Steve is a professional speaker, somebody that I've looked up to for a while. I met him way back when I graduated from coaching school and I could not believe for the life of me that he was a professional speaker and that was his job. So I was really interested in how he was able to do that. I was also really interested in how do I become a better public speaker and 
instead of going down the advice road, which many people have given me advice on how to be a public speaker, many of those tips include videotape yourself and watch yourself speak. Other people have given me names of conferences to go to or courses to take, but Steve decided to give me an opportunity leveraging sponsorship. He said, Andrea, I lead an executive forum. I have three of them and I would love it if you could come and share your message of sponsorship in front of them. So I get this opportunity to speak in front of a group of senior level executives, which Steve offered to me. And kind of what was in it for Steve is this group that looks to him for thought leadership and advice and what's going on kind of in the leadership space. They got a topic that nobody else had ever spoken about in their groups. They got a new perspective. They got to learn about the gender gap in the workplace and it was really a win-win. But the risk on Steve's part was he put me in front of that group. If I didn't deliver a good talk, it's not that these executives would be upset with me. They'd actually be upset with Steve because he's the one curating the guests. He's the one booking the speakers and bringing them in and And the thing that I get really excited about this is especially because for Steve, I was talking about the concept of sponsorship and why that is the best strategy that companies can use to accelerate more women into leadership. And it was so awesome that I could use Steve as a real life example of what really needs to happen is we need to accelerate women, we need to push them out of their comfort zone, and we need to give them that opportunity and not fall down the gender stereotype of giving people advice and preparing them for that opportunity. So that was a really cool thing that came out of the situation with Steve. So the latest opportunity where I am leveraging sponsorship and using this concept of building trust with people using relationships to get ahead and getting them ahead as well is happening right now. The details are coming together as we speak. It is a collaboration that I have formed with Jody Millen from Mailey Marketing and Lindsay Reynolds from Hancock and MacArthur. And this started out because I was confused on how to navigate the construction industry. So I had some wins in construction And I wanted to see if I could help more companies in the construction industry because I know that's something that is top of mind for them. But I was finding it so difficult to navigate the industry, to be honest. It was hard for me. I didn't know a lot of people. I didn't know how decisions were made. And one of my clients connected me with Jody, who had just started a marketing firm that was focused on construction. And I met with her really, and the conversation started about me asking her if she wanted to be a business development rep for my company. And she thought about it. And for some reason, she said, it doesn't feel right, right now what you're thinking of, but let me think about it. And I think we need to talk again in a few days. And the next day she texts me, she's like, I have so many ideas. And my mind was spinning too. And so we got on the phone again and we realized that there was this opportunity for us to collaborate. There was this concept of us being stronger together, of us both wanting to really figure out and navigate the construction industry, specifically in Toronto, and we could do it better 
together than we could separately. And immediately she thought of another woman entrepreneur from the construction world, Lindsay Reynolds, and she came on board as well. And what we're doing, we've decided is we're gonna have our own networking event for women in construction in Toronto. And it was really based on this idea that we were able to create these relationships really, really quickly and they are based on trust. So Lindsay and Jody have known each other about a year and they've been supporting each other as they grow their businesses. And I came in just a couple months ago and was able to build that really quick trust. And we were able to really get excited about doing something that neither of us could do by ourselves. And so what's happening is we are gonna be doing a live podcast report recording. So this is gonna be the very first live recording of the Diversity at Work podcast. And we are gonna share the story of Jody Lindsay and I on how we came together and how we were able to really support each other, focus on abundance, create authentic connections, and really navigate this big beast of an industry that is construction in the city of Toronto. So it's going to be happening on March 4th in Toronto at the Gladstone. It is six to nine and I will put the links to buy tickets in the show description because I would love to have you there. And if you cannot come, you can still ask questions and we can answer your questions live on the podcast. So that is unfolding as we speak. You can come witness it in person. What women supporting other women in business looks like, what giving opportunities instead of giving advice looks like. You can be a part of that and we're going to create a community of people because we really didn't want to keep this to ourselves. We really believe in giving opportunities to other women, not getting them stuck in the advice rabbit hole. Because if you think about it, it would have been really easy for Jody and I to get on the phone and complain about all the challenges we face in our businesses, about how hard it is, about how hard it is to navigate the industry, about how it works. It would have been so easy for us to just talk about it but we quickly moved into action. And when you take action, you're given that opportunity and you're leveraging the concept of sponsorship. And to be honest, you're putting your name and your reputation with somebody else's. So this is a risk for me. I don't know Jody and Lindsay very well, but we are quickly able to build that trust. And I am comfortable aligning my personal brand and also the brand of my company with these two women and them vice versa. This is so exciting for me because it really gives me the opportunity to share with you how sponsorship and how the focus on opportunities and taking action always trumps advice and you get to be a witness to it. You get to see it unfold. So I hope you come to our event. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be amazing. And this is the end of the podcast, but before I go, I wanna give you a couple takeaways because when I talk to people about networking, when I talk to people about sponsorship, a lot of times they get really uncomfortable because it feels icky, it feels salesy, it feels like you're keeping score. And the truth is, it's not that at all. It's about lifting people up, 
It's about celebrating other people's success. It's about win-win. And more importantly, it is about taking action. Like on every episode of the Diversity at Work podcast, I want to leave you with an action that you can take within 24 hours to implement the things that I talked about today. So what I want you to do is to think of one person that you know that you can reconnect with and reach out to them today. When you have the conversation with this person, I want you to hold back on giving advice. So instead, I want you to try to answer this question for yourself. Find out what you need to know in order to align your reputation with theirs. What do you need to know so that you feel comfortable giving them an opportunity? So ask them a lot of questions and get really curious so you you can get to those answers. And then at the end of the call, if you can, or the next day or soon after, just think about how could I help this person? What doors could I open for them? And that is how you can embrace sponsorship in your small business or in your big business. So thank you for listening and I hope to see you on March 4th. Hi there, before you go, I was wondering if I could ask you a huge favor. Can you click on iTunes and give the podcast a five-star review and also a comment? This would mean the world to me. It also helps us to spread the word about the podcast and attract higher profile guests. We wanna be able to deliver thought leadership around diversity inclusion every single week and having more reviews on iTunes will help us to do that and help us to keep the show going for free for you. So please head to iTunes right now, give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. Thanks so much. 